With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> okay, we are now live. Hi, Jacob Sundstrom, managing editor of Fear the Fin with Marcus White, staff writer also at Fear the Fin. Hi, say hi to the people. Uh, all Hello, right, friends. so this is actually working this time. So this is already like 100% better than last time we tried to do this. Um, we're now five out of six games into the Sharks preseason schedule which means real actual hockey is almost here uh you were able to watch at least the third period of last night's game uh which was a 3-1 loss to the coyotes you know scored well what's kind of your takeaway from last night's game well so i guess my, my biggest takeaway from last night's game is who did play and who didn't play uh michael haley draws into the lineup last night with joel ward out uh i think that more to Haley speaks to how well Tommy Wingles and Matt Nieto have played in this preseason. I think uh, I, I would read into it. Maybe I'm reading too much into it that none of the young guys have kind of assumed the responsibility and, you know, really taken a spot from one of those older players. And if they had, I think they would have been in last night, which was seemingly pretty much a dress rehearsal for the regular season. Uh, DeBoer said that you know, most of his veterans would just play in that one game. Some might play in two, but if necessary, they'll call up guys from the Barracuda. I think you'll definitely see Goldobin, Goudreau, and LeBanc get another chance tomorrow, but I think the biggest takeaway is that they did not play last night. Yeah, and uh, even if uh, we, we assume that that's true, right, that those guys are not going to make the roster or whatever, um, I don't really understand the decision to give a guy like Haley that kind of valuable ice time and that valuable game time. That seems to me just terrible, terrible coaching decision. Um, Michael Haley does not need to need practice beating the shit out of somebody. You know, he's really good at it. He's done it for many years. And I promise you, you could pull him out there on Wednesday cold and he could try to beat the shit out of whatever goon the Kings roll out onto the ice. So I, I mean, that's just unforgivable because I mean, these guys only get so much, you know, ice, there's only so, so much ice time to go around, man. You got to give one of these kids, especially a chance against an actual NHL lineup, you know, such as it is given that it's Arizona, of course, but the chance to play with actual NHL players. Yeah, you know, this is a huge opportunity for them, and you're taking it away so that Michael Haley can go get his knuckles broken? I just don't get it. That makes no sense to me. Well, Haley had, had only played in two preseason games before last night, which is they could have weighed into DeBoer's decision. If they are going to send Haley down, maybe they wanted him to get another preseason game. Uh, but I agree. I think it really would have been a good look, you know, to see – a, a player like Goldobin or a player like LeBanc, see if they could have played in that third line role that uh, Joel Ward was going to slot into last night. Um, you know what you're getting with Michael Haley. Uh, I don't know if you know exactly what you're getting with those other three guys. And I think it would have been a valuable opportunity to see what they could do, but you know, maybe, maybe DeBoer doesn't want to give any of them an edge until the preseason's actually over. And he would have been kind of forecasting who was going to make the Sharks lineup by uh, by playing them last night. Uh, but I agree. I think it was a valuable ice time that one of them could have gotten. But in his defense, they had played five games in the preseason up till last, I believe five, four. I'm four. not sure how many preseason. Four yeah, preseason. Four. So they played four preseason games. They've played in every single one of them. 
Um, but I agree with you. That was Arizona's NHL lineup. That would have been a really good barometer of at least one of the players. Uh, we'll see what kind of lineup Anaheim ices uh, tomorrow. I think they're going to probably play a pretty good team. So I think uh, DeBoer will be able to get a pretty good judge of what some of those guys are capable of. But it does feel a bit like a missed opportunity. And even to me, if you want to give a guy, uh, you know, kind of a veteran guy like Haley, you know, some more ice time or whatever. I mean, I would still much rather uh, have a guy like Ryan Carpenter getting that anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy yeah. that has like put in his time, that led the team in the Barracuda in scoring yeah. last year. Great organizational guy, good dude. Like, if you want to do something like that, you know, and that's fine. There's a coaching decision. Give it to Ryan. That guy deserves it, you know. And you send yeah. him packing this early to keep a guy like Michael Haley. That's insulting, honestly. Well, I, you know, he thinks I. I, I disagree with it, but DeBoer thinks that there's still a role for guys like Michael Haley in the NHL. He was asked about it on Wednesday. You know, Haley, Haley got into a scrap, and he was asked about, you know, if he's going to have a chance to make the team, and he mentioned the Sharks' record with Haley in the lineup last oh year was really God. good. And he, he referred to him as an important part of the team. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with it. Uh, it's just what Pete DeBoer's reasoning was. And I can see, you know, as a, as a coach who's been around a long time, who, you know, respects the game and I think and loves the game as much as he does I think you know they see a guy like Haley they see how hard he works they see you know the he is a good presence in the locker room I think you know that's that could often be overstated but to guys you know in the locker room that's important to them but I I agree I do think a guy like Ryan Carpenter especially like you said leading the uh, Barracuda in scoring last year he can play center he can take face-offs um, yep. it, it would have made sense to give him a longer look uh, than I think Haley, but for whatever reason, they, you know, he provides an element that a lot of the guys on the Sharks don't, and I don't think that element has much of a place anymore. DeBoer disagrees, and Michael Haley's still here. I think, to me, the biggest takeaway, um, the most disappointing thing so far about this preseason, not just for the Sharks, but in general, is that it feels like the NHL hasn't learned anything. Um, you know, you think about, yeah. like, the Stanley Cup final last year, okay, we've got, what, three guys on the Penguins, the three guys, okay, Phil Kessel, Malkin, and Crosby, all three of those guys have been heavily criticized for their locker yeah. room presence, heavily. Yeah. Uh, Phil okay. Kessel especially, Malkin especially. I mean, Crosby just because he's good and had only won one cup, obviously. Um, yeah. The, they won with two locker room cancers and two guys that don't yeah. play defense. Yeah. I don't know what, the, what, what more do you want? The uh, Penguins had the lowest hits per time on ice uh, per minute of any team in the postseason, and they won the cup. And they didn't just win; they they crushed everyone. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Won. I think the uh, I think the Sharks being in the Western Conference makes Michael yeah. Haley a reality more than anything. I think uh, you're right too. I think they see heavy teams like Los Angeles, and you know, don't get me wrong; the Sharks are still even without Michael Haley, they are still a very heavy team. Absolutely. Or yeah. check well. And, you know, I, I would argue that Barclay Goudreau provides a, a more useful, heavy presence than Michael Haley does. Yes. He plays super well below the goal line, cycles the puck extremely well. It seems like every time he's been on the ice, he's played a lot with Wingles and Carlson, and they were dominant on the half boards and below the goal line. That's a useful, heavy element, I think. I think Haley, Haley's a proven AHL scorer. He's very good at that level hasn't been able to translate that into the NHL. Um, and I, I think Goudreau does what he brings to the team better. That being said, you know, Haley does scrap. And, you know, Jared Bull played on Wednesday for Anaheim. Randy yeah. Carlisle iced him. 
I'm not sure if Los Angeles has a, an enforcer type, but that could be a reason that Haley's kept up, especially on that first part of the trip. But, you know, with San Jose going east and playing against some of these fast Eastern Conference teams next week uh, for the, the next five games of the regular season after the first, you know, maybe Haley's time with the team doesn't last long and one of those young guys gets called up. Right, right. Yeah, and obviously that's definitely a possibility. Um, so, so I mean, I think now we're kind of at that point where, uh, with you know, like you said, the veterans played last night. They're probably not going to play tomorrow. Not most of them, anywhere. Not the big guys. I, you know, I assume Thornton's not going to play. Whatever and what have yeah. you. Um, you know what? What? What do we think uh, about you know the, some of these guys, some of these bubble guys? I mean, is, is anyone going to make the team here out of uh, any of these? Like these, you know, the LeBancs, the you know. Uh, I mean, I certainly don't think Meyer has any shot. He's going to have to play in the NHL just to yeah. get to game speed, whatever. But, uh, I mean, a- anything like that? I mean, do any of these guys even have a, an outside yeah. shot at this point? I think I think they do. I think um, I think Goudreau probably has the best chance. Uh, he made the team out of camp last year. Uh, he made the team out of camp the year before. Probably shouldn't have then, but the Sharks yeah. were in a position where they, you know, so they had suck. to have him there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, I think – I think more than the other guys, he has that kind of three zone responsibility that Pete DeBoer loves. And Pedro's gotten minutes on the penalty kill this preseason. Uh, LeBanc and Goldobin played there in practice yesterday uh, because they were using the top two power play units and they needed bodies to play on the penalty kill. Can you imagine watching Nikolai Goldobin play on the penalty kill in the NHL? It was was an interesting experience. I don't want to say he was like, he wasn't. He was. He was. He was pretty well in position, but like they, you know, he's he's 21 years old. He doesn't have a ton of defensive experience. He was on a, he was on a Sarnia team that was awful, and this just needed him to score. And then he went to Finland, didn't play a ton there. Last year was really his first, you know, full exposure to playing and needing to play a strong two-way game on North American ice. So, you know, there's been flashes. He was so good offensively, um, possession-wise, in that last game against Anaheim, and he was like dominant i mean we're talking like 60 to 70 percent score adjusted possession numbers and i think you see his ability in the offensive zone but you know the defensive zone's a question mark he took a hooking penalty on a back check um i think he could benefit from more time in the ahl and you know working on that two-way game but i'm I'm not as down on him as uh some of the other writers a uh, friend of the blog kevin kurz wrote that uh he looked like a khl all-star the other night i I still think Goldobin's going to have a place in the NHL. I just think that offensive ability is too good. And LeBanc, I think, is just – he just kind of came out of nowhere. He's had a, an incredible camp. He was an incredible scorer in junior. Uh, I think he's shown that he's a lot readier than people thought. I don't think he's going to make the team right away, but if I had a hot Sharks take to drop, I think LeBanc is the first call-up before Goldobin is this year. I think that's how yeah. well LeBanc has played and – how he's kind of, you know, taken the reins here. And I think you can trust him a little more defensively than you can Goldobin. But that's not to say that Nikolai Goldobin is a lost cause. I think the Barracuda are going to be very fun this year. And yeah. to start the year, you could have all of Goldobin, uh, Goudreau, Meyer, and LeBanc down there. Very that's promising for the ex- Sharks. And with Tim Heat also. That is going to be just yes. freaking yeah. awesome. I, I would be happy to go to several Barracuda games this year. They're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be they're It's kind of a reminiscent of the Marlies last year. A lot of young talent yes. and the right amount of veterans. Uh, whether they can take the reins, you know, that remains to be seen. But I think they're they're going to be very fun, and it bodes well for the Sharks' future. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think something that's worth going into, at least at some point in the future, something I've thought about before, is that I know we talk about this kind of um, uh, the, the two-way game thing, right? And it's kind of like, okay, right. So yeah. if you could have a guy that is like a plus three on offense and a plus three on defense, or a guy that's a plus eight on offense and a zero on defense, which guy do you take, right? In the yeah. NHL, they're always going to take the first guy. And I think that yeah. that's a huge flaw because scoring is so hard in the NHL that yeah. I think that if you have the right the right line mixture, which is your job as a coach, spoiler yeah. alert, that you can have a guy out there that's a defensive liability and uh, still, you know, control the puck more often than. Oh, you. I, I agree. I think you know if you sh- you can shelter a line pretty well, but you know, I was I was looking at some of the usage last year and. DeBoer didn't really shelter anyone. There was no, a lot of not. a lot of even, you know, amount of defensive zone starts, which is, you know, why it kind of amazes me. And, you know, I, I we can get into it a little bit. I don't I don't think Chris Tierney is going to be a liability as the third line center, but you know, he didn't face extremely tough zone starts last year and he wasn't a great possession player, you know, and the Sharks quality of competition too didn't really diversify that much from line to line. We're talking about a one-tenth of a percent difference from each player uh so i you know i i agree i think if if DeBoer did want to shelter his lines more and use guys in like a sheltered role i think you'd absolutely take a gold open but you know he's he's pretty i think last year showed he's pretty consistent about pretty much lining up guys you know wherever we saw nick spalling line up against Sidney crosby when the sharks had last change in the stanley cup final uh DeBoer wants you know solid two-way play from everybody so he doesn't really have to worry about matchups right right yeah he's definitely i know that tom mcclellan was really heavy on online matching and so that's something that certainly i've become accustomed to uh and yeah i I think we knew kind of from the get-go that pete DeBoer was not gonna certainly not going to be to that extent but yeah the fact that he doesn't really do it at all is um uh it's, it's not great that's a little concerning for me and i think that a lot of people are going to get a really rude awakening with Chris Tierney this season. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be too hard on the guy because I do think he's a very, he's a good fourth line center kid is not good enough to play third line center in the NHL. And he is going to yeah. get eaten alive. And it's I, think, be, I think, I think, hmm. yeah, I think yet, I think he, he can definitely get there. Oh, I think absolutely. He's got the skill. Sure. Yeah. He's still and extremely think, young. Yeah, absolutely. And they've, and they've definitely, you know, DeBoer said, he's earned the shot at the third line center. And I think after that playoff, you got to at least try him there and see if he's improved. But, you know, DeBoer's even said, he's like, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world if we move him down to the fourth line, because it's all about creating mismatches. Uh, I think if Meyer was healthy, we'd be looking at a different uh, situation. Cause I think they were really going to give him a look with, uh, with the Joes up top. And I think that's, you know, him being sick kind of put a, yeah, a wrench in the whole the whole exactly thing. And, I know, and I agree. Yeah, you're right. And they don't see, you know, you know, I I think Goldobin could be a fit up there, but they see Myers' two way game is stronger and yeah. a better fit with the Joes. And, and I, I, think he, I think I think so too because then that allows I think because it allows Thornton especially to be more take more chances and be more creative. So I think that's I think that's smart on their part to be honest. Yeah, and I think. Um, I think I think Meyer, when he gets healthy, will get a long look with the team. He doesn't yeah. have to get set down to junior, so you don't have to worry about uh, giving God. him the nine game try. And that's honestly the good thing with these guys and how well they've uh, they've played. You know, we mentioned how good the Barracuda are going to be, but they they don't have to send anybody back to no, junior that, after nine all games. All of their young talent is pretty much is is at the twenty twenty year mark now, so we're kind of safe. 
which they weren't in that position two years ago. And no. I think that speaks well, to yeah, that speaks to how well Yeah, that speaks to how well um, you know, that Doug Wilson's really restocked the farm, that they have, you know, they sure. can afford to wait on a lot of these players and you know, that they have these young players that are knocking on the door and ready to assume roles. Right, absolutely. Uh, all right, so yeah, so we've got a uh, last preseason game tomorrow night in Anaheim. That game will be available on NHL Network. If you live in the Southern California area, it'll be on Prime Ticket, what I believe is what the Ducks are on. Um, the game will not be streaming legally anywhere, but I'm sure that life will find a way for all. <laughs> uh, we will be back, I assume, well, we should try to be back before the start of the season. So let's yes. plan on doing that. This is yeah. how we schedule things right here, live on the air, behind this <laughs> incredible, this professionalism. Okay, we've got a lot of good stuff on the website right now. We've got uh, Marcus's recap from last night, a couple of stories, uh, one on Mikhail Bakker and David Schlemko. Also, you should check that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Sundstrom and at Fear the Finn. Marcus at Marcus P. White. We'll be back it. on Tuesday. Thank you for joining us, guys. It's always a pleasure. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.